Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined by Pastor Neil Radical. This morning we'll begin with a brief devotional thought based on Titus chapter 3, verses 4 through 7. Would you like to lead us through that, Pastor? Absolutely. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. I just have to say, I love this section Yeah, it's so really much. packed full of stuff here. Just so, I mean, the first thing that I would maybe comment with you on and like to hear your thoughts is just at the personal pronouns. And I just love that we call pronouns personal. I mean, they are, but it makes our God so personal. And when you go through this, and I was trying to emphasize that, you know, the things that he does for us versus what we do for him. You know, mm-hmm. We always make a big deal about that with the sacraments. It's not what we're doing for God. It's what he's doing for us. And this is one of my favorite baptismal sections here, but it never uses the word baptism. So do you have any comments on personal pronouns, baptism, anything that you want to share? There? Well, you see baptism, but you also see the whole triune God present in these verses, don't you? The first verse four says the love of God, our Savior. Um, that would be God the Father. And then in verse 5, it says the renewing of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. And then verse 6, Jesus Christ, our Savior, who's also called our Savior. So you see God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit all present here, which is, by the way, the way we are supposed to baptize children. And then Jesus said, baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So, um, you know, there's a lot in here about washing and so forth, but having the triune God connected to the sacrament of baptism is, is how we are to do that. And that's uh, that's the beauty of of baptism is that it connects us to God. Baptism is your the moment in time in which the Lord worked through water and the Word to create faith in your heart. To uh, He made a promise to you that He would continue to be your God. He'll walk by you. He'll do everything and work all things for your eternal spiritual good. And He He makes that promise. And even though we are faithless and we disobey that disobey Him all the time, He does not break that promise. He stands by that promise. And he promises to continue to help you. We can reject him. We have that power. But we don't have the power to we don't have the power to to choose him. That's what he does for us. In these verses clearly it's all his work as you see the work of the Father, the Son and the Spirit. I really like too when you if we were to take it more, you know, verse by verse, verse 4 just shows the character of our God with his kindness and love. I think you think of kindness, you think of his compassion, or you think of Jesus in his ministry where he talks about, you know, he had compassion on them. So God having compassion on mankind and so we talked about this earlier, you know, that uh, first covenant toward man appeared, God keeping that promise. We've been studying Galatians in our sermons over the weekends and, you know, seeing that fulfillment of the law and then Christ fulfilling that law and that covenant that God promised us through Christ our Savior. So powerful first verse there of our, of our section. Well, what is the love of God? Because it says the love of God appeared. So what is the love of God? Well, what, how do you show your love? Today's my anniversary. Happy anniversary, honey. Happy You're anniversary. Listening to this. Thank you. <laughs> How do you show your love to your wife, to your husband, to your children? You, it's not just through saying it, saying I love you, right? 
tons of people say I love you, but they don't mean it. How do you show love? Love is an action word. Um, so God didn't just God didn't just say I love you, humankind. Uh, he showed his love in Jesus. So what is how did the love of God appear? How did it become visible and tangible and something that we could see and touch and put our hands on? Well, it's in Jesus. Jesus is when the love of God appeared. That's that's when he got the God came and dwelt among humans. He tabernacled among men. He became human flesh. Jesus is the love of God. And so that verse is talking all about, as you mentioned, the old covenant, that old covenant that all pointed to Jesus and it's all fulfilled in Jesus. That's when he arrived and that's when he came. And this wasn't anything we did. You know, verse five goes on. This was no work of righteousness, nothing. We did not choose God. We did not do anything to uh, help along God's plan of salvation in Jesus coming at just the time that he intended. It's not through good works that we've done for our salvation. There's nothing that we can do at all. It's it, completely his mercy. It says according to his mercy. What's your what's your definition of mercy? I always like that. Well, I always differentiate mercy between mercy and, and grace. I think a lot of times we use those words interchangeably, but I, I think grace uh, is God is, is undeserved love, as we say. So it's God giving us what we don't deserve. And mercy is God not giving us what we do deserve. Yeah, like um, that. So, you know, we think of a think of someone coming before a judge and they're guilty and they've been found guilty and the judge is gonna decide you know, their fate, and what do they ask for? Mercy, mercy. Um, so mercy is undeserved, undeserved uh, lack of punishment. So, you know, uh, when that guilty person comes before the judge, they don't deserve mercy. They've done the crime. They deserve the, the punishment for that crime, but they're asking for mercy anyway. And so the same thing with our God. We ask for his mercy. We beg for, in our liturgy, we say, therefore, we, we plead for your mercy, right? So we're begging God to not give us what we deserve which is eternal punishment in hell. And according to his mercy, what? He does save us. And how does he save us? Through the sacrament, through the washing of regeneration, renewing of the Holy Spirit. And even though it doesn't say baptism right there, that word washing, that's the definition of baptism. Baptism means to wash. And it's not uh, its not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but it's the answer of a good conscience towards God. It's, it's being clean, not on the outside, but being clean in your heart. And that's how God washes us, is through that sacrament of baptism. You know, that idea of, washing baptizo we that's that idea throughout the new testament it doesn't it means to wash you know so that washing that regeneration regeneration renewing you know when people talk about baptism as just being a a symbol or a dedication it's like now this pretty much sounds like the holy spirit's doing something for us here right you know it's if i i like to use the example i don't symbolically wash my kids when they were little because that (laughs) they would still stink yeah you know you actually go through and wash them and you know, we, as parents, we can't wash our kids' souls, so we need the Holy Spirit to do that for us. And what a blessing thing that he does that, exactly what he what He promises for us as well. Ultimately, it kind of ends here with, you know, how much does he wash us? He poured on us abundantly. The New Testament uses that word a lot. Abundantly would be more than enough. Um, it's like, it's like you get washed, I'm going to wash you again. The idea is that it's over in abundance more than what he has before. And then it brings in these really thick words here to like justified. What does he declare there? You know, declared not guilty. You mentioned grace again. So that in order that we could become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So heirs are getting something freely because someone else has died. I love that. You know, God says that because my son has died in place of you, now you are heirs of the kingdom of heaven of eternal life. And that's something that, I mean, really, this is such a fully packed section yeah. you got so many doctrines that are in here it would be fun to go through and just count how many doctrines are in this section it's just really very fulfilling for the soul yeah it would take a long it would take a 
you could spend hours just studying this section, I think. And, you know, especially that last verse, justified by his grace, you know, be, being declared righteous before God because of what Jesus has done. That we're justified, you know, it's that courtroom scene of the judge, you know, and I mentioned before the judge, the, the, the scene of the criminal who comes before the judge and is guilty and begs for mercy. That's really the case for us every week in church is we go before God again and we beg for mercy. And what does he do? He says, I declare you righteous. Not, again, not because of what we've done, but because of his grace, his mercy. Both those words are mentioned in the section. His grace, his mercy, that's what justifies us. And now we're his children. That's what an heir is. An heir is a child. You know, an heir isn't an heir isn't a, uh, a servant. An heir isn't someone who doesn't know the person. An heir is a child. And so we're children of God. And because we're children, we have that hope of being heirs to eternal life, that, that hope that's not a doubting hope, not an uncertain hope, not a, boy, I sure hope it's not raining later. It's this is certain. This is absolutely sure and something we can be confident in. Just as God has kept all his promises in the past, he'll keep this promise of the eternal life in the future as well. Amen to that. Shall we pray? Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for giving us such a rich word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for working that word in our heart. And thank you, Heavenly Father, for through that word, remind us who we are as your dear children. We thank you for this mercy and grace that you've gifted to us, which we certainly cannot earn on our own. We thank you for renewing us by that spirit, by your spirit, so that we continue to give thanks for this all the days of our life as we look forward to that inheritance of our eternal life with you forever and all believers in heaven. Until then, Lord Jesus, help us to rejoice in the anniversary of your coming and the daily anniversaries of your grace through your holy word. In your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. A couple of weekly updates and reminders for you today. Uh, this evening we'll be continuing our online midweek Bible class. Last week was on the Dead Sea, uh, which Pastor also led us to study that last uh, Sunday during our Bible study as well. And tonight continues with Mount Nebo. What happened on Mount Nebo? Moses died. Actually, we don't know that for sure, but he did see the promised land and remember that he was not allowed to go into it because some of his disobedience to the Lord. So he didn't go into that promised land, but we can be pretty confident he went into the promised land of heaven when he died. So do we not know that he died on Mount Nebo or we don't know that the mount that we're talking about is Mount Nebo? A little bit of both. Uh, There's a little bit of speculation that the mount we're going to look at is not Mount Nebo, but uh, the Jews are fairly confident that it is. Uh, But I mean, Mount Nebo is Mount Nebo. But as far as it being that exact peak, um, most of the Jews over there are pretty confident. But mm. some some speculate as always. Sure. So, sure. But see, so we don't know for sure if he died on that mountain. We just know he died in that area. Okay. Uh, likely he could have been on that mountain. But the main thing to focus on is that he viewed the promised land before he died. So looking forward to that study tonight. Tomorrow night, uh, the adult choir meets again from 6.15 to 7.30. We had a, a good crew last week. We could certainly use more voices to our choir, though. I know there was some stuff going on last week, too, as far as sports. But uh, definitely encourage anybody and everybody to come and make a joyful shout to the Lord. Uh, join your voices to ours and, and uh, sing praises to Jesus through your uh, word, uh, through a song as well. So uh, please join us tomorrow night. That would be the 14th at 6.15 to 7.30 p.m. Uh, this weekend, again, a reminder, we are now on our fall schedule for weekend and Bible weekend Bible class and Sunday school. So our regular 6 p.m. service on Saturday evening will be followed by uh, Saturday school and Bible class immediately following service. So please plan on attending those after the service on Saturday. And then Sunday morning, 
We have 9 a.m. Uh, before church. At 9 a.m. we have Sunday school hour and Bible class as well. I just want to really encourage any parents who may be listening to bring your children to Saturday school or Sunday school. Um, our teachers are working very hard to prepare the lessons. Uh, the, the Word of God is being taught in its truth and purity, and your children need to hear these important lessons that supplement uh, the lessons they're learning in day school as well. So please, uh, please make an effort and make this a priority to come to Sunday school, to Bible class, and to grow in God's Word with us. We all should be daily striving to grow in the Word of God. Um, this past Monday, uh, the Committee of the Congregation uh, met uh, to discuss the choir policy for Emmanuel Lutheran High School. Um, there are more than a dozen questions that we went through, and so in the weeks ahead, we'll be digging into the scriptures to apply to those questions, hopefully try to answer those questions according to what God's will uh, reveals to us in his word. Uh, also coming up in a, a week from today is the evangelism seminar. That'll be from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, my brother, Pastor Tom Nauman, from over in uh, Detroit, Michigan area, is coming to present. He'll be presenting in the sanctuary on the topic, Acts of Evangelism. So the effort here is to try to help all of us in our our tools, our, our skills, our abilities, our recall in order to evangelize to others, which is something we're all called to do. Each of us has been called to be a, an evangelist for Christ, and so uh, it's something that we could all learn and grow in. So again, 6 to 8 p.m. September 20th, um, there will be a potluck meal uh, halfway through that 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 uh, time frame, so please bring a dish to share. You certainly don't have to, but uh, you're welcome, welcome to join us whether you bring a dish or not. So uh, please... It would be wonderful if we could fill the church up with people that evening uh, uh, to study how to evangelize better. That same weekend, uh, not this weekend, but the weekend after, is the Man Up weekend. You can still sign up for that. Uh, it's 150 bucks to register down in Wyalu Singh State Park. Um, we'll have a crew going. We send a, a good, healthy crew every year. So um, sign up. If you're looking for a ride, you can talk to Pastor Radical and uh, try to coordinate something for that as well. Also that weekend, busy week that week, uh, September 24th after church is the Freshman Carnival. So that's always Sunday afternoon. Um, so please uh, mark that in your calendars and help support the, the freshman uh, class. As far as our prayer list this week, we keep in our prayers our cancer patients, Carrie Dale, John Hine, Will Rucker, and Marlene Hanel. Uh, pray that God would continue to bless all them in their, in their different stages. Uh, we also... Praise God last week that uh, Trina Frank had a successful hip surgery. We prayed for her last week uh, just before the surgery. That surgery was uh, more extensive than, than originally thought, but it was successful. Um, and she's looking at quite, uh, quite a drawn-out uh, healing period here in order to recover and get back to full strength. So pray that God would continue to, to bless them as well, uh, bless that recovery as well. And that brings us to our hymn of the day today. We're looking at the Tan Supplement Hymn 751. This is a hymn about baptism. And uh, I know we used this last time with Gary Handel's Victory Service. This is one of his favorite hymns. And really, when you think about the declarations that are made here, I think it's a, a very positive hymn for us and really ties into Titus chapter 3 so well. God's own child, I gladly say it. I am baptized into Christ. He, because I could not pay it, gave my full redemption price. Do I need earth's treasures many? I have one worth more than any. That brought me salvation free, lasting to eternity. Sin, disturb my soul no longer. I am baptized into Christ. I have comfort even stronger, Jesus' cleansing sacrifice. Should a guilty conscience seize me, since my baptism did release me in a dear, forgiving flood, sprinkling me with Jesus' blood? Satan, hear this proclamation. I am baptized into Christ. 
Drop your ugly accusation. I am not so soon enticed. Now that to the font I've traveled, all your might has come unraveled. And against your tyranny, God, my Lord, unites with me. Death, you cannot end my gladness. I am baptized into Christ. When I die, I leave all sadness to inherit paradise. Though I lie in dust and ashes, face assurance brightly flashes. Baptism has the strength divine to make life immortal mine. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.